Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, let's talk some Major League Baseball with the uh, trade deadline approaching us. Joining us now here on Lake Night, one of my favorite baseball follows on Twitter, Bizball Maury, Maury Brown, senior contributor for Forbes magazine. He joins us now on the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. First off, it's been a while since we last chatted, but how you doing? I'm doing good. It's a little warm up here in the Pacific Northwest, but you know what? Well, I'll take that since it rain, rains from about November until about July 4th, so I'm going to take it. All right, so what's hot out there? Like, like what is the temperature? Uh, it's about 94 right now at about 8 o'clock. Okay. So, right. you know, it's it's toasty. It's going to be 100 tomorrow. So, you know, that's pretty warm. It's better than last year when we had 114. That was that was pretty crazy. I got to be honest. I, I already missed 115 in Vegas for Vegas Summer League just a couple of weeks ago. I love that. I, I love it hot. I Give it to me all day long. But uh, also give me plenty of uh, baseball speculation and talk uh, surrounding the trade deadline. And so I got a few questions, just a few for you tonight, Maury. And I appreciate you being on late night. So the, the first is, you know, from one year to the next, We always anticipate that the activity surrounding the trade deadline is going to be fast and furious. That doesn't always materialize. If you could read into the future and try to figure out what you think potentially is going to happen from an activity standpoint, do you think we're going to see some activity, a bunch of activity coming up maybe this weekend into early next week? Well, I mean, we already saw Ben Attendee go to the the Yankees. So, and that was kind of, you know, we kind of saw that. You know, the, I think the biggest problem that you're going to get here, Lake, is that it, it's really a matter of um, I think there are more buyers than sellers now because we have an additional wild card team in each league. And I think that if you go and look at – if you looked at the division races, some of them are so far gone already. You know, here we are halfway through the season that it's almost not worth talking about. The wild card's a different matter, and I think that a lot of teams really believe – that if they can bolster themselves, they give themselves a position to wind up in a second or third wild card spot. And that, I think, is very tempting. And on top of that, though, a lot of clubs now really don't want to unload their draft talent. Prospects have become so valuable that it becomes difficult to want to let go of them. And there's only a handful of teams. If you look at Juan Soto and the package that would have to come over for basically two and a half years of club control, you know, you're going to have to sign him to an extension if you if you want him. It, it's going to be very difficult. There's only a handful of clubs that have that much prospect space and then move it. So it's going to be interesting to watch. I think, you know, you're going to see, I think, quite a bit of activity because there's so many teams that want to make stuff happen that they might, you know, bank on now and mortgage the future. 
But again, it really often depends upon what the, you know, the buyer, you know, and the seller want. And again, you know, I go back to Juan Soto. I can only think of maybe two or three clubs that have the prospect depth that they'd be willing to take. There's a bunch of teams that would love him. I just don't know if they have packages that the Nationals would want. Yeah, and you were spot on. When you start looking at these races and you see the Yankees are 11 and a half up on the Blue Jays, you look at the Astros, they're 11 up on the Mariners, you look in the National League and you see the uh, the Dodgers are 11 and a half up on the Padres. It's not like the Padres have been terrible this year, right? I mean, it's just like th- those are some massive leads in those three divisions but you've got teams like the Twins here locally, right here on our radio station, who are up just a couple of games on Cleveland. You have the Braves who are trailing the Mets by three games, and then also the Cardinals trailing the Brewers by three. And I find the Cardinals interesting because the Cardinals are a team, what it, what in Toronto, they're without a couple of guys that are unvaccinated, and people are wondering, are they going to try to make a move to try to catch Milwaukee? Of the teams that are still definitively in a race, who do you think is the team that is most likely to try to make a move, whether it's a big move or a minor move? Well, I look for Seattle to do something. I mean, they have the deepest prospect pool, I think, out of everybody. And they're really, you know, come on, they haven't made the playoffs since 2001. I mean, if you're not going to do something now, you know, they do it now. They're going to have a rough run of it here. They're, you know, they just lost tonight to the Astros. It's possible, you know, they have a four-game series with the Astros, then they follow up with a three-game series against the Yankees. So they can easily drop out of the wild card standing right now. And I think that Jerry DePoto, being a big guy that loves to do trades, would be one of those guys. I think that we're already starting to see, we see some movement already with the Mets tonight. The, you know, the Yankees are going to be some teams that are going to try and bolster and set themselves up for the postseason. They're already built for it. I mean, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Mets – are largely there. They have to basically kind of push some guys off in terms of wanting to win their divisions, and they have deep resources, so you're going to see that. The one that I think is maybe the most interesting to look at for me is I'm wondering whether the Red Sox become big sellers and whether the Angels do it. I mean, there's some – I can't believe this. The Angels are listening to everybody right now, and their Shohei Otani has become part of the conversation. And I can only equate this to Babe Ruth leaving the Red Sox and going to the Yankees. And it's just like on that level of wildness. I don't, I don't think they'll do it because he's so marketable and he's such a phenom that, you know, to do that would basically be, you know, they, they would just have to get a haul. They can't seem to figure it out, and I don't know why. you got Mike Trout and you got, you know, Shohei Otani, and they just can't seem to get it figured out. So, again, you know, um, if I look around, I, I look, of course, at the teams that are, are right there. And then, you know, potentially, you know, you mentioned, I think the Cardinals are always a team to watch out for. The Blue Jays, potentially, because they need pitching. You know, I could see them doing something. And, uh, again, I, it always seems like Pittsburgh and Kansas City and the A's are going to be the feeder system for everybody else. Maury Brown, senior contributor, Forbes Magazine, joining us here on Lake Night on the Good Neighbor News Talk, 830-WCCO. Give him a follow on Twitter, at BizBallMaury. But, look, you just stole my thunder. You were absolutely 100% reading my mind because I wanted to ask you about the Angels. And I guess my thing with the Angels is, because first and foremost, I am a massive Shohei Otani fan. Like, I've seen him in person a bunch of times. 
this guy is beyond special. Like, I mean, you just mentioned Babe Ruth. I mean, this guy can do it on the mound. He can do it at the plate. He can do he can do anything. He is the best player in Major League Baseball. But you've got him in your organization. You've got Mike Trout in your organization. And you know what? You're 22 games back. So if you're the Angels, do you just have to blow it up? Because it's just not like it just seems like it's not meant to be. Yeah, I I begin to think that that's the case. I mean, look, there's just going to be a whole lot of other factors in this. And you sit there and you go, at the end of the day, the general manager is going to go, hey, man, my butt is on the hot seat. You know, you fired the manager and you're not going any, you know, faster and you're going faster in the opposite direction after they fired Joe Manum. It's like Phil Nevin's not, you know, doing much more. So, again, this is really putting the general manager on the hot seat. And when you have a situation like that, it really is a matter of I'm sure that there's a conversation where he goes, they're, they're movable pieces now. The, you know, Trout is not somebody that's going to be able to hang around for much longer. And so when are, do you still have value for a guy like that when he still has some tread left on the tires? And Otani clearly has some of that. But you would be able to get quite a haul, and you would just go, it's obvious. We couldn't make this happen, and you could do it. But they would just get crucified on in terms of marketing. I mean, you know, it just it, it, it would look bad. And it would be really lean times, I think, for about three or four years while you try and basically build it back up. So I think ownership, certainly Artie Moreno, who owns him, is going to go and have a say in this. He's, you know, a very – he's not overly controlling. He's not George Steinbrenner, but he's pretty close. And I think that there will be a conversation about that. But, again, I, I believe that they are right on the edge of that. I mean, I could see them moving Mike Trout. That maybe they don't get rid of Shohei Otani because there's still a lot of upside, I think, to him. But Mike Trout, you go, well, maybe two, three, four years maybe. But he's a future Hall of Famer without a doubt. I, I'm like, part of me goes, you know what, I, I, one of the problems with baseball is it's so brand-driven. We don't think about the stars necessarily. We think about dynasties and whatnot that go along with it. You want to have your best players in the postseason, and the Angels are sitting on two of the best players in the league, and they can't seem to figure out a way to get them in the postseason, and that's bad for baseball. Yeah. All right, I want to bring it back local here, uh, but I want your national perspective on Carlos Correa. We've seen how good he is here in Minnesota in just the half a season that he's been here. But his contract situation is that essentially he has opt-outs after every – he can opt out after this year. He can opt out after next year. And that's just the way that it was structured to even get him to Minneapolis in the first place or into the uh, state of Minnesota. With that being said, um, this team – and look, I love it. I do the post game for, for Twins after they're done on final pitch – um, we're a team that has a lot of flaws, and it starts with our pitching. And I think a lot of people are looking and saying, let's try to get something for Carlos Correa right now because he's going to opt out of the contract at the end of the season. Why don't you get something in return, even as a rental? I have been of the thinking, though, that if you if you part ways with Carlos right now, you're not probably headed to the postseason. Cleveland's most likely going to catch you. Chicago's most likely going to catch you. You need to keep him here. You need to roll the dice and see what you can do with him. Your thoughts from a national perspective about Correa? Yeah, I mean, all of those are really solid points. I, I understand it. I don't think you. I don't think you unload him. I think you do everything you can 
to try and get the Twins deep into the postseason. You know, I mean, if they make it to the World Series, that changes everything. Now, they're going to have a heck of a time getting past the Astros and the Yankees. But, you know, there is always that idea that there's hope, and in, in a five-game series or a three-game series or seven-game series, anything can happen. But, I, 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 you know, I understand the logic. You know, this is a heart and mind thing. Part of me goes, I understand that he has the potential to walk. And I've often believed that this whole thing was structured with the idea in mind that he could bolster his numbers, that he would then come back out on the market while he still has time left, right? I mean, the longer that he's in a position, right? Now, granted, he's, you know, he's just entering into free agency. So it's not like one of these situations to where he's certainly going to see decline right away. But he is looking at that idea that he has another swing at free agency here and it's when you take that swing so look if the if the club can pull something together and the twins make a serious run not just making the postseason but you know doing something about it besides being knocked out in the first round okay great if it's one of those things where there's a feeling that that may not happen then you might be willing to pull the trigger on that sort of thing but again i mean it just becomes you know there's a bit of you know there's a bit of gambling involved in this thing. I mean, we're talking about Soto, you know, when you do this sort of thing, what kind of haul would you want to have for that? And is there somebody out there willing to do that, that, you know, has a need for a guy like that, a shortstop. So again, um, it's what teams need that piece or want that piece. And I think that there would be a lot of them out there, but it's what teams want that piece and have something to deal back, and that is the wild card in it all. It takes two to tango in this kind of thing. All right, Maury, one final question for you, and I just need you to do me a favor. Give me the name of one pitcher that you like leading up to the trade deadline that you think is obtainable but is not somebody that a team has to part um, a bunch of top prospects for, or even a top prospect for. Give me the name of a guy, whether they're, you know, a guy that maybe people are just kind of sleeping on or under, underestimating and saying that maybe he could be a piece that slides in that could be a reliable number three on a staff. Just give me the name of one guy that you like. Syndergaard. Mm. I really think that the Angels are going to blow it up. I mean, they may not blow up Mike Trout and whatnot, but I think that a guy, I mean, is he a number three or a number four? I don't know. I mean, you start to get into, into those questions with teams that should be doing something. And I think a lot of it boils down to this thing. I think that what happens is there's a little bit of what happens with general managers, I think, a lot of times is it gets into this idea that it's the zip code. It's just something in the water where they're at and that we can change them and make them, you know, do something more about it. You know, I just – you know, he seems like a name that would like, because of the Angels situation, you know, regardless of how he has been, I think is one of those situations where he's he's a guy out there that might you might move in some in a package. Again, I don't think that him buying is lonesome. I think that the Angels are going to try and move a bunch of pieces, and you might see some kind of package deal going out there. Maury Brown, senior contributor, Forbes magazine. Give him a follow on Twitter at bizball. Maury, I appreciate the time tonight, Maury. Let's uh, stay in touch, my man. All right, man. Take care. Thanks so much. All right, take care. Man, he's awesome. Maury Brown joining us here on Lake Night on The Good Neighbor. News Talk 830-WCCO. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 